everyone, it's Elizabeth Groshar, licensed real estate instructor and broker owner of EZG Realty and EDG Realty Refer in Sarasota, Florida. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of I Got My Real Estate License, Now What? Today we are going to cover the dreaded choosing of a brokerage. You passed your test, your class, you're ready to go, but you don't know where to go. If you're in Sarasota, Florida, this choice should be easy. EDG Realty, get at your girl. But if you're not in Sarasota, this is how you should go about choosing a brokerage. The first thing you want to do is make sure that you have your goals in order. Your goals are your motivation and different goals are going to be better suited in a different environment. For example, what might work best for you might not be the best for someone else. One person may just be doing real estate on the side to make a little extra cash. (laughs) Good luck. And another might be trying to make this their career, which means you're going to need the best brokerage for you. You're just doing it to make a little bit of cash on the side. Like I said, good luck. It doesn't really matter which brokerage you choose. But if you're doing it for a career, there are tons of things to look at when deciding what to get for your brokerage or what to choose for your brokerage, including but not limited to commission splits, franchise fees, monthly fees, training, big name versus boutique brokerage, Brokerage involvement, lead generating opportunities, office space versus virtual, and of course, the culture of the office. Almost always as a real estate agent, you will work as a 1099 independent contractor. So ultimately, the success is up to you, but choosing the right brokerage will help guide you to your financial freedom. So let's start with commission splits and franchise fees because they do go hand in hand. You may be thinking you want 100% commission and joining one of those brokerages is going to be the best thing ever for you. You might be right, but will you be getting all of the training and everything that you need? Maybe. If you're a brand new agent, which you most likely are if you're listening to this, you're going to want to make sure that the commission split and franchise fees are not at the top of your mind when looking. Yes, they are important, but what's most important for you is going to be the training. Bigger name brokerages are also going to likely have a franchise fees on top of their commission split. So when you're interviewing brokerages, you're going to want to ask about that as well so it doesn't come as a surprise when you get your first check. A lot of the bigger name brokerages, even some boutique brokerages, have a monthly fee. This is going to be something you're wanting you're going to want to keep in mind because as a new agent, you're likely not going to get your first commission check for at least a couple months. Average is six plus months. So keep that in mind. You're going to be paying these fees along the way and not getting anything in return. So you want to make sure that your monthly fees are fairly low or non-existent. A lot of brokerages will also offer new agents a waiver of monthly fees for the first month so you can get yourself started and get your first commission check. You also want to make sure you know what you're getting out of those monthly fees. Is your E&O insurance covered? Are you getting an office space? Are you getting one-on-one training? Really, what is the monthly fee going towards? Yes, a brokerage needs money to be able to keep its doors open, but you want to make sure your monthly fee is going to the correct place for you. Okay, next, what I talked about during commission splits and franchise fees is training. This is going to be the most important aspect of choosing a brokerage for a new agent. You may think you know what to do because you passed the course and everything, but at least in Florida, the course does not really give you any insight on real estate. Some brokerages offer daily training, multiple trainings, different types, and so on. So you need to try and figure out which type of training works best for you. Do you need hands-on training? Are you a better visual learner? 
or do you learn by just reading and taking the course? It's really a personal preference. For example, my training technique, hands-on learning. I'm helping you with that first contract. I'm helping you with your showings if you need it. Whatever you need. I'm a hands-on broker. Some people like that. Some people don't. So you have to figure out what you're comfortable doing. Other brokerages might be something like daily classes, online learning, which could be great for some people and not great for others. So when you're interviewing brokerages, you're going to want to make sure that you ask about their training. Next, do you want to go with a big name brokerage or do you want to go with a boutique brokerage? To be 100% honest with you, everybody has the same access to the same online tools, your MLS, all of that. So this is going to be a personal preference. Bigger name brokerages have more national reach while boutique brokerages have more of a local reach. And that's not saying the big name brokerages do not have local reach, and that's not saying that the boutique brokerages do not have international reach. Because as I said before, everybody has access to the same online tools. So you're going to have to choose what works best for you. Again, big name versus boutique, personal preference. Another big aspect is brokerage involvement. And a lot of the bigger brokerages, you may not be able to give your broker a call and get an answer right away. May take a couple hours, couple days, you never know. You might also have a manager or broker in charge that could help you answer the questions while you're waiting for your broker. Additionally, in a lot of the bigger name brokerages, you're going to have hundreds of agents in a lot of them. So your manager or broker might not have as much time for you as someone in a smaller brokerage, but for some people that is better. Good thing about bigger name brokerages is they're always out there. People know who Remax is. People know who Keller Williams is, Century 21, all of that. So you have to decide what is the best route for you. Just as an example, I started at a big name brokerage and I was one of the top producing agents there. However, my personality is obviously not the corporate type. The bigger name brokerage to me felt very corporate. And for some people, actually most people, they thrive in an environment like that. Me, no, I like to do what I want. The great thing about real estate is you're a 1099 employee. If you don't like your brokerage, you can always change. Obviously, it's better to pick your brokerage right away and stay there for the rest of your career or, you know, at least a couple years, but it doesn't always happen like that and that is fine. You also want to consider lead generating opportunities. Are you getting any leads from your brokerage? Where are those leads coming from and what are they doing to give you those leads? Are they helping teach you how to generate your own leads by giving you classes and showing you stuff like social media and stuff like that. Because in reality, a lot of the leads that you're going to be getting from these lead generated are going to be from online sources. And if you look at the statistics about online leads, I believe it's about a 2% return rate or something very low like that. So it does only take one. So it's not that bad, but There's other lead generating opportunities other than just grabbing online leads. So you want to see where those leads are coming from. For example, I do events and stuff like that. So a lot of times we are meeting people out in public. And when we're out in public and you're meeting them, you have a better opportunity to, you know, be one-on-one. So some people that works for, some people the online works for, some people don't do good in person and that's okay. Um, The next thing you're going to want to do is just kind of see if you have to do floor time, if you have to answer phones. Some people like to do that. Some people do not like to do that. And if you're doing floor time, you want to make sure you're in like a walkable area so it's not extremely boring. 
So speaking of walkable area, the next thing you want to do is decide if you want an office space or if you're okay with just a virtual office. And to be completely honest with you, it's 2023. Do you really need an office? Up to you. If you do have an office or office space, your monthly fees are likely to be higher, but a lot of people thrive in offices. Some people thrive working at home. Again, a personal preference. So most of when choosing a brokerage is going to be based on your personality and your personal preferences. Sometimes it is nice to have an office where someone can come in for a meeting, sit down, go over homes and stuff like that. And all your administrators are there. Your other agents are there. You have people to, you know, go talk to if you need to, if you're bored. (laughs) So you can't do that at a virtual office, but you can also, you know, meet with customers at Panera, go to houses, go through houses, all of that stuff. So Really, it's up to you if you want an office or not. Additionally, some people like to join teams when they first start out, and that is great because then you have a team leader that's going to help you and go through all that. So you got your training, you got your office, you have all of that fun stuff. So also, if you're considering joining a team, definitely look into that as well. Another important aspect, and the final one for today, is going to be the culture of the office. Culture is very important, and different personalities thrive in different culture environments. I have more of a family atmosphere where we consider everybody family, always willing to lend a hand to one another. Kids are involved in events that we do, which works for a lot of people, but somebody that hates kids, wants to be to themselves, you know, doesn't want to doesn't need a hand, doesn't want to help other people, that's fine. You can just go to a more independent brokerage, you know, where their culture is a little bit different. Or maybe you're looking for like a party culture. Good. You know, join that. Whatever culture fits you is for you. So you want to make sure that you're joining something that aligns with your values. So before we go, I want to give you a quick overview of just some of the questions you should ask when interviewing brokerages. It's going to be very quick. I'm going to shoot them off. So good luck if you need to stop it. Um, But don't just stop by one brokerage like what you hear and not continue on. Make sure you're interviewing multiple people. And if you want a copy of this sheet that I have that has all these questions on it for interviewing brokerages, please just shoot me an email, elizabethgroshar at forsalesrq.com. All right, so here are some of the questions. Going to fire them off real quick. You're going to want to know what commission split do you get? Do you get a cap? Are there any franchise fees, monthly fees? Do you charge transaction fees to your buyers and sellers? Do you belong to the board of realtors? Which board do you uh, belong to? Where do you get your leads from? What tools do you have to help new agents? Do you provide E&O insurance or do I need to provide it myself? Do you have an electronic signature program or do I have to provide that myself? Do you have a physical office? What type of training do you offer? If I have a question, how soon can I expect a broker or manager to respond? Do you have meetings? Am I required to go to them? Do you have phone or desk duty? Is it required? And what is your office culture like? Obviously, you can ask a lot more questions than that. But to me, those are some of the most important ones. You're also going to want to know what their expectations are of you. Because if you're an agent, like I said in the beginning, that just wants to chill, fly by, maybe get a deal here or there and that's not what their expectations and views are, then that's not the brokerage for you. You want to make sure that you're going to join a brokerage that expects from you what you're expecting from them. So maybe it wouldn't be the best brokerage for you to join if they're expecting you to do phone duty, uh, floor duty. And for some people, they they want to do that, and that is excellent because you do get leads that way. 
So that would be for someone more that's looking at it as like a full-time career. So yay, fun. Now that we've gone over all this, you should know exactly which brokerage you're choosing because, you know, this was the whole thing. You got it. But if you're in Sarasota, the choice is obvious. You don't have to go out there and interview. We already know you're going with us. So the (laughs) brokerage, although it doesn't fully matter which brokerage you choose because you can always go back and do a different one, you want to make sure that you're aligning your brokerage with your culture and with what you need, what training you're offering or what you're training you're wanting and what they're offering. So that's all I have for this week. Get out there, choose your brokerage. And again, if you're in Sarasota, give your girl a call. Uh, This is Elizabeth Groshar, licensed real estate instructor and broker owner of EDG Realty and EDG Realty Refer in Sarasota, Florida, signing off. Thanks so much for joining us. Get out there and choose your brokerage. I do that in one shot. I messed up a little bit, but that's okay. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it, guys.